that's what we should have done when we recorded the Mario episode. We should have been on speed. <laughs> that would have worked. We were, yeah, we were more on cruise control. <laughs> <than our speed. laughs> Welcome to the fifth episode of Partial Recall, provided we actually released the last one, uh, or the first episode that anyone should actually listen to. Daniel, one of the hosts, here with Yishai, the other host. Yishai, what's the show about? Uh, this show is about movies that we've seen as kids that we only sort of remember. And so we talk about those movies um, and what we remember about them, and we break in the middle of the episode go back and watch the movie and then we would come back and uh, talk about what we got right and what we got wrong. And if the movie held up, just a note, you didn't say I'm Daniel. You said Daniel. And I was like, are you calling me Daniel? I didn't say I'm Daniel. (laughs) The least professional podcast ever. (laughs) You're like Daniel, one of the hosts. Um, Anyway, anyway, what movie are we talking about this week? This week we are talking about 1994's Speed, starring Keanu Reeves, um, but more importantly starring Dennis Hopper, because we've established a pattern in this show where we tie uh, some component of the new movie back to the previous one. So if we end up releasing the Super Mario Brothers episode, uh, (laughs) Dennis Hopper... Don't listen was the villain uh, in Super Mario Brothers, uh, King Koopa. Uh, he's also the villain in Speed. So uh, up until now, because of the premise of the show, largely, um, we've been talking about kids' movies because these are movies we've seen as kids. So we did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We did uh, Jumanji. We did Super Mario Brothers. Um, we did Hook. Um and uh, now we're doing Speed, which is a R-rated action movie. But um, as big a part of my childhood as any of those other movies. Like, it is decidedly not a kid's movie, but it is decidedly a movie that I remember being a kid and watching. Yeah, I mean, and to the extent that it's not a kid's movie, it's not, like, marketed solely at children. But there's nothing in it that I remember anyway, that's like objectionable for a child. Correct. So I don't know if you had, I mean, people get shot, I think. Well, yeah. So this is my point. I don't know if you had this role as a kid, but I certainly did, which is that when it came to an R rating, if it was sexual in nature, my parents would not let me watch it. If it was violent, total non-issue. So I mentioned this in the last episode or in one of the previous episodes, it was in the Hook episode, yeah. that my mom took me to see the movie Ghost in 1990. So I was, recently, I was recently talking to my mom about this, and she remembers that, and she remembers that we left the movie. Do you know what movie we went to instead? So we left the movie after like 10 minutes. Oh, you didn't like, finish the movie? We didn't finish the movie. We left in the middle because my mom was like, ah, that's inappropriate. But do you know what movie she took me to instead? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. <laughs> 
Um, My mom was like, this movie about a ghost that has sex with a lady making pottery. Again, we're doing the partial recall episode for Ghost. Yeah. Too sexual. I'm going to take him to the movie about this guy who hires a prostitute. Do you think she knew what it was about? Or she was like, pretty woman. That sounds nicer than this. Uh, And then took you in there. It was like, ah, shit. Um, That's amazing. That's very funny. Um, Great anecdote. So obviously, uh, not as big of an issue with you. But that was actually, it's funny because my friend, I was, so I told my friend about this podcast. I finally felt comfortable telling people that this show exists. Um, And he's someone I've talked about, uh, not by name on this, um, on the show, just about like someone we, I used to watch like a lot of movies in his basement. He had a ton of VHS uh, tapes and we would watch movies a lot. And he was like, do you remember when we watched uh, The Mask at your house? And I said, sort of, remind me. And he goes, uh, there's a scene where Cameron Diaz uh, is dancing very suggestively. And your mom stood up and turned it off and said we couldn't watch it anymore. Um, so so anyway, that was kind of like the the rule in the house. It was like you could, violence, uh, not an issue, Um don't like that's not a thing will prevent you from doing but if it's like uh like a movie that has like sex in it then you can't watch it so anyway that's why like movies like speed and die hard 2 are like ingrained in my brain as like movies that are like big parts of my childhood so that's uh that's how i got to speed 1994 so 1994 uh it came out in june 1994 so both of us would have still been eight um on the press did you see this movie in theaters no i don't think so um but i remember watching it a lot on vhs like someone had a copy of it and we watched it a lot of times i think we had a copy of it on vhs i don't remember explicitly seeing it in theaters yeah i don't because that's like for as much as my parents would let me watch a movie that was rated r they wouldn't have taken me to one i think it was like some parent in the community was like, oh, I saw Speed and it's it's fine for the kids to watch. And then my parents were like, great, let them watch it. And then like... They're like, Cameron Diaz doesn't come in and do a sexy dance in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, By the way, she is super hot in The Mask. She's like very young in that movie, right? Yeah, that's like a formative... That's like a Julia Roberts has Tinkerbell yeah. moment for me is Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Yeah. Um, I saw, this is way off topic, but I saw, I just saw this clip where um, apparently uh, at one, like a movie award, um, Cameron Diaz and Chris Isaac, the singer, were presenting an award together. And he's like, come here and give me a kiss. And she's like, no. And he like forces himself on her. Uh, it's like horrific and, and Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz apparently developed like a really strong, like close bond on the set of the mask, like a older brother, younger sister thing. Um, so Jim Carrey won the award they were presenting and you could see his face when Chris Isaac, like forced himself on her. He was like, not happy, came up to get the award, took the award and then turned and forced himself on Chris Isaac and planted a big kiss on him as revenge. It was great. Very entertaining. Uh, not the Chris Isaac uh, rape part, but um, yeah, the Jim Carrey revenge. The Jim Carrey part. Um, yeah, really disturbing. 
Same year, those two movies, 1994, Speed and The Mask. Mask. Look at that. Um, Bring it back around. Well done. So the movie uh, was a directorial debut by a guy named Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. Okay. Um, (laughs) Are you familiar with his... uh, His oeuvre? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he directed Twister also. Yeah, so he's a cinematographer primarily. Okay. Um, and he has also directed things, but not very many. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's partially because if I if I remember this correctly, um, Speed 2 Cruise Control has like one of the most expensive stunts of all time. Okay. Because there's a sequence in that movie where they actually crash a cruise ship. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome, but it was like insanely expensive. And then that movie is a huge bomb. Yeah. Uh, and then he directed the Tomb Raider sequel. Which we talked uh, about in the last episode also. Not a very good movie. Though, again, another one of those movies where like Angelina Jolie in that movie, like formative, kind of tinkerbelling, if you will. <laughs> yes. It was written by Graham Yost, who um, uh, wrote Justified, which I loved. I did not know that. That's cool. Um, and it stars Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock, Joe Morton is billed above Jeff Daniels. I don't even know who Joe Morton is or what it. Oh, okay. I, I see or his picture now. Annabelle Jankel? What? <laughs> Joe Morton. I, I see his picture now. I remember who he is. Okay. So the movie uh, was released June 7th, 1994. Um, wider release June 10th. Um, so. Where is Keanu Reeves at this point in his career? He is he's on the downswing, right? Because he's done that really bad Dracula movie where he has the horrible accent, and people are like, "Oh, he's just kind of like the pretty boy idiot." Speed is like his comeback movie, right? I well, that sounds right. Hold on, let's see his his filmography. Um, so he yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula, but that was like a big movie, wasn't it? Like Tom Tom Cruise was in it. No. That's Interview with a Vampire. I did it again. God. Um, this is the Francis Ford Coppola movie where he... Yeah. This uh, movie, Dracula, I I have to meditate on why this was such a big... Like, I don't think I saw this movie, but something about, like, the commercial or there was, like, a like a toy. This this version of Dracula was, was big in my childhood also for some reason. You know, um, so I'm looking it up. That movie, not a flop... Like I thought it was, but there's just something about it where it was like, he was kind of ridiculed for it. Okay. Well, he did. So he, he, before that he, he did Bill and Ted and then he did Point Break and my own private Idaho. So those were all like well-regarded movies, right? Yeah. So I, I, not to keep on this tangent for too long, but on the Bram Stoker's Dracula 1992 film Wikipedia page under in the reception section under critical reaction, there is a separate subsection just for Reeves's performance. Okay. And how good it was. Uh, yeah. Reeves's attempt at London vernacular has been cited as one of the worst accents, if not the worst in the history of recorded film. <laughs> so that's where he's coming from. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a good tangent, I think. That's a great tangent. Um Okay, so he's he's not known for his accent work. He needs to bounce back in a big way. Um, so he ostensibly signs up for speed. Um, the movie had a budget of thirty to thirty seven million dollars and a box office of three hundred and fifty million. So 
after um, a slight detour into Super Mario Brothers, uh, which was a giant bomb, we are back on the hugely successful uh, movie train. Uh, To connect this, by the way, Jan Dubont, cinematographer for Die Hard. (laughs) Ah. So you're connecting it into like the movies you were allowed to see as a kid, sort of the big action movies. Yeah. Die Hard, Hunt for Red October. You probably didn't see Basic Instinct, but Lethal Weapon 3. Saw uh, that. Yeah. So Jan DeBont was like probably pretty influential in my childhood. Um, He's a guy. Like he's he's involved in a lot of these, those movies in a big way. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that, those are the basics of the movie. I, I'm curious where Sandra Bullock was also in her, was this like her first big breakout? Let's check in on Sandy. Uh, this was her breakthrough role. Uh, no, but, I mean, she was in Demolition Man before yeah, this? No. But according to Wikipedia, they say, uh, before making her breakthrough starring in Jan Devant's action film, Speed. Uh, I almost said speed. Right yeah, I mean, she's in a bunch of stuff. They all appear to be either small things or small roles. Yeah, I think Demolition Man was like her first bigger role, but then Speed, Demolition Man was very clearly about um, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Um, she's good in that movie, though. Yeah, but here she is. She is the star. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's Sandra Bullock. Uh, what are your recollections of this movie? So uh, what I, okay, obviously I remember the, the central premise of the movie and the amazing Simpsons joke what? where Homer explains the movie to Lenny and Carl. Uh, you see, this movie was about this bus and its speed couldn't go below 50 or the bus would explode. So they had to keep the speed above 50 the whole time. And I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. Yeah. Great. One of one of the um I know you're like a big Simpsons completionist and I've watched it a ton of times. I haven't, but that was like one line like from the first time I saw it that like we all It's hilarious. It. Yeah. Great line. The butts that couldn't slow down. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Okay. So I remember that at the beginning of this movie, I believe it's the beginning of this movie, they're doing like a training around hostage scenarios. And I think that Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels are partners or something. And they're doing this training, and he teaches him that in a situation where the guy has a gun to the hostage's head, what you do is you shoot the hostage. Yeah. And then the hostage will fall, and the gunman, then you can incapacitate the gunman. Right, because he can't, like, he's backing away with the hostage, and Mm -hmm. if the hostage is compromised, he can't drag him with him anymore. Yep. And they work in the, like, bomb disposal department or something of that nature. Yeah. And then anyway, I think... Keanu Reeves is maybe on his day off and he gets on a bus to go somewhere. No, sorry. He's not on the bus. Never mind. He gets on. I remember how he gets on the bus. I made a face. I shouldn't have done that. I, I, okay. Yeah. I take it back. I remember how he gets on the bus. Uh, okay. So, okay. So then we cut to this bus and I believe Sandy Bullock is, she, I think we see her get on the bus. Right. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. You've skipped like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Is there, there's a previous bomb. Yeah. So I completely forgot about it. Here's what happens. Go for it. And you can pick it back up again. I just, I didn't want you to get through that entire thing without. So they have this thing, shoot the hostage, right? So they, Dennis Hopper does like some kind of bomb and um, they go to stop him. He gets Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels in that scenario. So Keanu Reeves shoots him. 
Jeff Daniels then retires, right? And then they're like, have this retirement party. And they're like, I can't believe you actually shot me. He's like walking with a cane. Um, and it's like becoming like, like a joke, but like basically like that was like Jeff, like because Keanu shot him and I guess he was like, getting, like he got to retire with like this pension. And so he retires, he gets this watch. So they got, they caught Dennis Hopper. At the no, he, got, he got, I think he got away. Even uh, though they did the shoot the hostage thing? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but, I'm, but uh, um, or maybe it's not. Yeah. He gets away. He runs through the sewers. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. They have this retirement party. He gets this watch, Jeff Daniels, okay? When he runs through the sewers, does he find himself in Dino Hatton? <laughs> Takes a small detour to Dino Hatton. Dennis Hopper sets off a bomb in the tunnels. Yeah. Um, and then um, I forget if this happens before or after the bus, but basically Dennis Hopper wants to like get his revenge for them thwarting his previous attack rigs a bomb in Jeff Daniels house using his police retirement watch. It blows up. Jeff Daniels dies. Keanu has to get revenge. And then as part of that elaborate plot, he also rigged the bus with the bomb. Now you can continue. That's all preamble to. uh, So mostly what I remember is now they're on this bus and it can't slow down. Yeah. And they, they like call in Keanu Reeves. And I remember there's like the cool action scene where he jumps from like a moving car onto the moving bus mm-hmm. and his like legs are hanging out. Yeah. Okay. So then he gets onto the bus and they realize that there's a camera on the bus. In addition to like the, the, um, like no one can get off the bus or whatever. And so that at some point there's like a person who has like diabetes or like has some heart medicine they need. Yeah. And they like negotiate that that person can get off the bus. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how they like introduce the way that they're going to get people off the bus. But there's also, because of that, like there's a lot of like tension, right? There's like a, a criminal on the bus. Oh, uh, who has like a bus gun. get shot? Yes. And that's how Sandra Bullock ends up driving the bus. Yes. Because basically like the, the people start freaking out, right? They're like, and so, like, Sandra Bullock is trying to restore order when Keanu right, she goes, look him. at me, look at me, I'm the driver now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a scene where she's like, look at me to the bus driver because, like, he's, like, losing consciousness. So you're not totally wrong. Um, <clears throat> but the people start freaking out, right? There's, like, this criminal who thinks that he's going to get arrested because Keanu Reeves is on the bus and he has the gun. He ends up shooting the bus driver. I'm like, There's, like, a big construction worker. Um, there's, a, I believe it's... Um, uh Cameron from um uh Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm pretty sure it's that actor uh who's like a like a, a nervous Snelly on the bus. So basically there's like a, that dynamic is also a big part of it. While Keanu Reeves is trying to like figure out how to solve this, the people are like yelling at him. They're like, how you know, like what are we gonna do? And then when they get that sick person off, they're like, how how come they get off but we can't? And like all stuff like that. Anyway. You can continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's good. I don't remember. You remember this movie really, really well. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So then I remember that there is, okay. So then they do this thing where they like loop the camera. Mm -hmm. And so they can get everyone off the bus. Do you remember how they figure out there's a camera? I don't remember how they figure out there's a camera. I also remember there's an action. There's a sequence where they jump the bus over a bridge. Yep. Because, oh no, it's not even a bridge. It's like the highway's under construction. Yeah. 
Right. And they're like, we have to stay on the highway because we have to stay over 50. Yep. And they, they, they end up like jumping over the, they like go through the, um, the, like I'm making hand signals. They go through the like wooden, the like construction signs and it looks really cool. And then they jump over the, uh, they have to go even faster to make the jump. Yes. Uh, floor it. He's like, you got to pick up speed. How do they discover that there is a camera on the bus? So um, Dennis Hopper keeps calling Keanu Reeves. Does he have a cell phone? Yeah. Um, or they're patching his earpiece through to Dennis got Hopper it. calling. He's not like a busy business guy who has a cell phone and does like cell phone tricks. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Um, and uh, he keeps referring to Sandra Bullock as Wildcat. Um, and then oh. Keanu Reeves sees she has a Kentucky Wildcat tattoo on her shoulder. Um, I thought you were just wearing a shirt. No, it's a tattoo on, on her shoulder. And then Keanu Reeves is like, oh, he sees us. Um, and then uh, that's when they figure out to loop the video. And when they're looping the video, so basically after they get, after they jump that thing, and it's crazy, they realize they need to get off the road. So they divert the bus to an airport. So we could circle or run mm. hit my microphone. So we could circle a runway, keeping the speed and not endangering anyone. Eventually, <clears throat> they figure out how to loop the um the uh the camera, and then they bring another bus, they put a wooden platform, they're like, hold it steady, because like someone uh falls and gets pulled under the tires. But anyway, they eventually um get everyone off the bus and then Dennis Hopper sees the uh, glitch in the tape restarting, gets mad, blows up the bus, but it, it, everyone's off at that point. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock don't get off the bus with everyone else. Yeah, they... Uh, they get off the bus together by the sliding off the yep. platform on the ground. And yep. I'm surprised your mom didn't turn the movie off <laughs> when that happened because... <laughs> Very, it's very charged. It's a yeah. very charged moment. Yeah. Um, there's also a part where... when that happens, you look at them and you go, I believe that those two people would go on a cruise together <laughs> in a potential sequel. <laughs> but he doesn't want to in the end. Right. Um, in the end, he's just like, eh. The relationship was too volatile. Um, anyway, there's a part where he's also, he's under the bus. I think he's trying to figure out if he can defuse the bomb. And then. So that's how he figures out he can remove the bottom panel in the first place. Goes under the bus to see if he can defuse the bomb. He's talking to them. He can't do it. The bus hits like a bump and he's about to fall and he takes his screwdriver. He was going to try to defuse the bomb and he jams it into the uh, the gas tank and the bus starts leaking gas. Oh. So he adds another dimension. Oh, that's how they have to refuel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so he get, he comes up and he's like, we got a problem. And they're like, what? He's like, I punctured the gas tank. You're like, what? He's like, yeah, the bus is bleeding fuel. (laughs) It's like, it's great. So anyway, they slide off. They let the bus go and crash. And then it blows up. And Dennis Hopper's like, Uh, his plan is thwarted. Then while they're like waiting around afterwards, Dennis Hopper comes down the street, kidnaps Sandra Bullock and takes her into the, the, Sewers again. He maybe he is Koopa, um, and Keanu has to chase them into the uh, tunnel, the sewer tunnel, um, 
and then and Hopper goes, "Give me the rock." <laughs> and um, and then he saves her. I'm now thinking that there are like <laughs> maybe this is he has to it. shoot her. Right, he has to shoot the hostage. I, he doesn't do it again. He already shot Jeff Daniels once. Um, wait, is it Mission Impossible where uh, he holds the guy's face up and it gets knocked off on top of the train? What movie is that? That's not Speed, right? Did this movie end on a train? That what? What movie is it where they're wrestling on top of a train in a, like a subway train, and then um, they're struggling, and he pushes the the bad guy's face up, and then his like head gets knocked off. In Mission Impossible, they are wrestling on top of the train in the channel that goes from London to Paris. Yeah. And I believe John Voight, spoiler, gets decapitated. Okay, so that's Mission Impossible. Keanu Reeves finds a way to to defeat Dennis Hopper and save Sandra Bullock. And then he like has some like quippy line where he's like, Oh, pretty intense first date. Maybe we could have a second one. Something like that. Maybe we should slow down. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's what I would say. Yeah, you should have written the movie. Um, So that's the movie. Um, Pretty good memory. One thing we didn't talk about was, was this movie a hit? Well, it was a big hit. Like I said, it it made $350 million and spawned a sequel. You said that already? Yeah. Um, I I said, yeah. I see you watching watching the World Cup uh, out of the corner of your eye. Um. Yeah, it was a, a budget of thirty million, and uh, it made three hundred and fifty million. Big hit. Should we look at the poster to see if there's anything that maybe we forgot? Uh, yeah. Because I feel like you remember this movie in pretty perfect detail. Well, uh, one thing that I do remember that that we didn't talk about. There's definitely a lot of talk of wires and which wire to cut and what color yes. the wire should be. Yeah. I never uh, understood that in movies when they're like diffusing a bomb. And they're like, cut the green. How do they know which wire? Oh. Like, is there like a store that sells bombs and you're like, oh, if you bought this model, you want to cut the green wire? Like, you could put whatever color wire you want when you're making a bomb, I assume. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Never made a bomb, but like, why? You know, hardware, have, store, like, uh, hardware stores will only sell you a red wire if you're going to use it for your bomb. Um, <clears throat> oh, I did just remember, though, I was a little bit wrong about the Jeff Daniels thing. Jeff Daniels is shot. He's retired. But then when when this guy comes back and Keanu gets on the bus, he's communicating with Keanu Reeves uh, about telling him which wires to cut. He's the bomb expert. Wait, Jeff Daniels? Yeah. I thought he was dead. No, 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 is no, this no. like an Obi-Wan situation? <laughs> well, he's not dead. Use the force, Keanu. <laughs> this is how it happens. He's He's... He's he comes back out of his retirement because this is the guy they were chasing, and he needs to help Keanu defuse the bomb. They find Dennis Hopper's home address. Jeff Daniels leads the SWAT team. That's where he sees his wife. And the house explodes. House explodes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So okay, let's look at the poster. Yeah. Um, okay. Not a lot of extra information in the poster. We both remembered that Keanu Reeves is in it. This poster <laughs> is a big picture of Keanu Reeves' face. That's a great tagline, um, though. Get ready for rush hour. Yeah. I don't see Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker. <laughs> do you think this movie is um, <laughs> secretly Christian? Because do you see how the get ready for rush hour is arranged? Oh, it's kind of like a cross. It's a cross. Yeah. yeah. Maybe his character's name is Jesus Busman. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and then the bus is sort of jumping through fire. Yeah. Which, or maybe exploding, it would make sense. The bus is exploding. Yeah. Because it's a bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the poster. Very little information beyond that. It says speed, obviously. Um, and oh. June 10th. Yeah, I'm going to pause for one second. Okay, so that's the poster. Um, very little information. Uh, um, do you remember the characters? I have two questions before I read the back of the box, the VHS box. Yeah. One, do you remember the characters' names? It's not Jesus Busman. <laughs> In an upset, not Jesus Busman. Um, uh, he's Jack, John, J- Jack, Jack. Jack. Right? She is. I was gonna say Sandy, but that can't be right. <laughs> that's her real life name. Uh, no, I don't remember her name. Her name is Annie. Annie. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at the VHS box. The um, the front of the box, basically the same. Get ready for rush hour. The most intense and nail biting thriller of the year. Um, that's on the VHS box that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. And then on the back, it says, among the great action flicks of all time. Yes. And it says, Jack Traven, Keanu Reeves, is a cop with a reckless reputation and a brilliant understanding of the criminal mind. But his luck is being put to the ultimate test. Now he's trapped by a psychotic killer during Los Angeles morning rush hour on a runaway city bus that's set to explode if if its speed falls below... Do you remember the number, the exact number? Yeah, 50 miles an hour. I was wondering if it was 50 or 55. It is 50 miles per hour. Get ready for rush hour because sometimes it takes more than luck to keep you alive. Is there a whole luck angle in this movie? I don't. I mean, the whole premise that he's like has a brilliant understanding of the criminal mind. Oh, that's, that's the shoot the hostage, hostage thing, thing. Right? Yeah, right. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think the luck thing. I like how you called it seed. As if the entire like the movie is called Speed. We've, we've probably done Speed a hundred times in this podcast. Um, <clears throat> anyway, at least I didn't say Joe Johnson. That's true. Um, suitable uh, so yeah. for fifteen years old and over says the back of this box. I think we're looking at the UK box, which is why it's all Daily Mirror quotes. Right, because the Roger Ebert, the Siskel and Ebert quote on the front of the U.S. box is two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see the U.S. box. But I, I, the U.S. box says, hold on tight for a rush of pulse-pounding thrills, breathtaking stunts, and unexpected romance in a film you'll want to see again and again. Keanu Reeves stars as Jack Traven, an LAPD SWAT team specialist who is sent to defuse a bomb that a revenge-driven extortionist has planted on a bus. But until he does, Jack and passenger Sandra Bullock must keep the bus speeding through the streets of Los Angeles at more than 50 miles per hour, or the bomb will explode. A high-octane chase of suspense, nonstop action, and surprise twists. Speed is a joyride sure to keep everyone on the edge of their seats. Yeah, That I mean, is that, a way better back of the box. It's like more professional. Yeah, I mean, it sounds way more like the movie I remember. Like, I, I would never have pegged him as like a brilliant understander of criminal minds. Um, or any of the luck stuff or being particularly reckless. Maybe the UK version uh, of a different movie. 
maybe the UK version is like typical American cop, reckless and lucky. <laughs> um, so did either of those boxes like need bring anything out for you? Uh, Dennis Hopper wants money. Maybe he's an extortionist. Is that a mm-hmm. thing? Oh, right. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, there's also unexpected romance, which. Right. Cause they fall in love. In that's expected. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure by the way, that's like the opening line of speed Two. not the opening line, but the opening like, five minutes where it was like the, re- like they have to explain why Keanu Reeves is not in the movie anymore. And they were like, um, uh, or maybe actually this is Gucci went home speed. to his home planet. <laughs> maybe this is actually in Speed One. At some, either in Speed Two or in Speed One, they talk, they talk about how um, relationships uh, forged in high stress situations uh, never work out. I'm pretty sure that's actually they talk about it in this movie. Um, and they're just like, "Well, let's find out." Uh, and then obviously it doesn't work out because uh, your Keanu impression does not sound anything like Keanu Reeves. Oh, I think it's like pretty spot on. Um. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm sick and my voice is like a little off, but I'm pretty sure I'm nailing it. Um, here, how about that? Evidence of your ability to go... partially recall what Keanu Reeves sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to go close to the microphone. Tell me if this is better. Whoa. I mean, you sound like the trailer guy. yeah in a world where i know kung fu um exactly uh all right uh, speaking well, of the trailer guy should we watch the trailer yeah. guy hey uh yeah here we go all right pop quiz airport gunman with one hostage he's using her for cover he's almost to a plane you're a hundred feet away what do you think shoot the hostage what go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? Ah! Uh, basement. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on the bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Pop quiz. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? What do you do? Get ready for rush hour. That movie looks incredible. It's so good. Uh, Keanu Reeves looks so young. Yeah. It's also weird that he narrated the trailer. Did he narrate the trailer? No. Uh, yeah, no, great movie. Okay, there are things I remember now that I'm disappointed I didn't remember. Number one, the elevator. The elevator. Number two, the pop quiz hot shot, classic line. Um, uh, the elevator. Oh, and number three is that when he uh, stabs the bottom of the bus. So basically, once they figure out the loop thing, he gets off the bus to go like liaise with um, his like commander who's on the bus next to him and then they reel him back under to defuse the bomb that's when he stabs a thing that's when he crawls back onto the bus um i don't think his intention was to get back on the bus it was basically like that thing um started like going haywire when he was on it and so he had to stab it and then he's like i didn't defuse the bomb 
and now we're bleeding fuel. Um, and that's when the urgency picks up to like get them off the bus. And that's when they put that plank. Anyway, that that a great trailer, great movie. Ten out of ten. It does look great. Um, yeah, I mean, but we do remember it. We remembered it pretty well. I the the elevator thing looks awesome. Yeah, as well, and reminds me of the elevator thing in Mission Impossible a few years later where it's sort of the reverse terrifying thing where like this elevator is going to fall down. That elevator shoots up and yeah. it, the guy gets like stabbed on the roof of that elevator. Like the most traumatic image of a movie that I saw at that age is like, what if you're on top of an elevator when it goes to the roof? Like, yeah, not good. Ugh. Um, I did like that line in the trailer. Uh, I don't remember that probably cause like I wasn't a witty enough eight year old. Um, I was like, is there anything else outside this elevator? And Kenny was like, yeah, the floor or the ground, whatever. Uh, I, I think know. he says the basement. Oh, all right. In any event, good line. You just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks yeah. like, I know it's a thing that Keanu Reeves is like ageless, immortal, whatever. He looks so young in this movie. Okay. So um, questions for you. Uh, what do you think you're going to give this movie when you watch it? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to give it a ten. It's re- I uh, I I it looks like I remember it really well, and I think unlike uh, some of those kids' movies where like things will you know when you when you rewatch a kids' movie as an adult, things just might seem very different because like they were pitched towards being a kid. Um, whereas like this one is just pitched as a high octane thrill ride. Uh, so I loved it then. And like, I don't think there's going to be anything, maybe the performances are bad, but like, I know what the plot is. I know how fun it is. So like, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to like take it down. When I say 10, do I think it like literally is like an all time great movie, like, or all time, like great, like piece of cinema. No, but like 10 isn't like, I'm just going to like, really enjoy watching it what about you i i think i'm gonna give it a nine uh i think i'm gonna love this movie uh it it looks incredible i remember really loving it as a kid and i think everything that you said is true like there feels like there's less risk in this movie we both remember it pretty well it's not a kid's movie so there's not going to be stuff that's weirdly pitched um and everyone in it is awesome Right, like I'm not going to look at this and be like, "Oh, Keanu Reeves, who could believe him as an action star?" Right. You know, or uh, Sandra Bullock, what a bad actor. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Or Dennis Hopper, like, can't even be King Koopa. <laughs> he's great in this. Yeah, you know? I remember correctly. Um, he's like really unhinged. I like, um, you know, there's like a lot of movies get knocked for like <clears throat> being like lazy and having like an Arab terrorist. I like that he's just like. Like a, like a real QAnon seeming, like white. Yeah, just angry like a regular guy. lizard mayor, <laughs> like just a just a normal lizard guy. Uh, are you gonna watch it with your kids? No, unlike my parents, I don't think my kids are ready for this level of violence. Um, <clears throat> it's not even like again. We talked about this in previous episodes, like. I never found this kind of stuff traumatic and I'm not, they might, but it's also like, it's at a whole other level to like anything they've 
they've watched. Like even if like your standard like action movie, radar action movie for like when we were kids, like again, like this and Die Hard, like Con Air, like movies like that. I just remember watching and like being a, like a part of our childhood. But like my kids have only been watching like actual kids movies. Um, so I think this would just be like a real shock. Um, I'm going to try to watch it with my wife though. She has, she's watched the kids ones. She did not watch, uh, <laughs> Mario. Um, but she definitely yeah. loved this movie as a kid also. So we're going to watch it together. Pretty sure my wife's going to watch this one with me. She also refused to watch the Mario brothers movie. <laughs> uh, she did watch the trailer and then she was just like, no, I'm not watching that. Yeah. Good. Good choice. Um, uh, that's, that's not um yeah i'm really excited to watch this let me uh right now look up where it's streaming so we don't run into the same issues <laughs> on peacock i have peacock perfect it is on disney plus in this country that's weird um maybe i should uh show my kids i mean they love disney plus so how bad could it be? Oh, there is one more thing I want to um, bring up. I remember really liking the music. Ooh, okay. That'll be a first in a little while because I've hated the music of the last two movies. I think it has like a memorable score like in like uh, the climactic moments. Um, I don't remember what it was. Every time I try to think of it, I keep thinking of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, which is like, <laughs> I don't know why that obviously like the two have nothing to do with each other. I keep thinking of the bus going really fast and just being like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so that's, that's obviously not what happens. Right, you just keep confusing it with cruise control because that's where the Pirates of the Caribbean are first uh, introduced. Yes. They take over the cruise. Look at me, I'm the pirate now. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I thought it was that guy kidnapping uh, <laughs> that boat. Um I, I actually, once we finish this, not for an episode, um, I really want to watch uh, Speed 2 <laughs> Cruise Control because I barely remember that movie. But, like, that's what a uh, – Keanu Reeves wisely did not do that movie again. Uh, I don't know why Sandra Bullock uh, did. I can see why Jan did it again. But I watched that movie on pay-per-view on a sick day, 100%. And the only thing I remember about that movie is that when the cruise crashes into the city, it like goes through this whole city. It's like demolishing it. And there's like a big bell tower and the cruise stops as it hits the bell and it like rings this giant bell. Nice. And that's is, when it comes to a stop. Is the premise of that movie that the boat can't slow down? <laughs> I, I think the answer to that question is yes. It can't be right. Like it can't actually be like that. Like, I could see her getting into another dangerous situation on a boat, but it cannot be that the boat can't slow down. I think it's like the boat is stuck in motion. It's not like there's a bomb and the boat will explode if it goes below 50 knots or whatever. Okay. Uh, So that would be hilarious. 50 50 knots. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's call it. And come back after we watch the movie
in New York City right now, we have something called the triple demic, which is um, COVID and the flu and RSV. And uh, pretty rough. My family decided we would go off script for the past two weeks. Four out of the five family members, I'm the only one who has not got it yet, have gotten strep. So it has been a nonstop party here. Uh, just fun times all around. Um, today is actually the first day all three of my kids are, are back in school. So, you know, just good times. Did they go to school on a bus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we can spoil it. We finally watched a good movie on this podcast. Oh my God. So good. I said 10 out of 10 and I'm going to stick with it. I mean, what an incredible movie. This movie rules. Rules. It was amazing, right? Uh, Do we need to recount the plot? I mean, we actually nailed it. Yes. We got most of the plot pretty spot on. Um, It's kind of interesting to maybe talk about the things we got a little bit wrong. Let's just quickly go through the plot. Quicker than I went through the plot in Mario, please. Yes. Los Angeles, 65 million years ago. There's still traffic. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs are all lined up and honking at each other. Um, What I really admire about this movie is that it is literally wall-to-wall action. Like, it never stops. The movie immediately opens uh, in the office from Hook. Robin Williams uh, must have been uh, out sick that day. But... uh, the people uh, are leaving a meeting. They go into an elevator. It uh, blows up and starts plummeting. The emergency brakes catch it. The LAPD SWAT team has to arrive. I yeah. want to. I want. I know that I just said go faster than I did on Mario, but I want to stop you. This movie opens with something even better than what you just described. The title card. It opens with an incredible credit sequence that is just like. The camera slowly moving down an elevator shaft. Yeah. And everybody's name coming on in the cheesiest, 90s-est 3D font ever. Well, was it the names or the speed definitely was? So the, all the names, all the names were in the same font. It it looked like that that screensaver, you know, you used to have on Windows. Yes. Where like, I'm doing it. The audience can't see this, but I'm like wiggling around. It kind of looked like that, except it wasn't wiggling around. Uh, yeah, where like part of the word comes closer to you and then it flips yeah. around. And you're like, what? Computers can do that? Um, <laughs> that was so bad. But I, even with the font being so terrible, this movie is like, we're going to spend three minutes. I think it's literally almost three minutes. Yeah. Telling you everyone who's in the movie, everyone who worked on the movie. And also just slowly panning down this elevator. Yeah. Seat. It starts all the way, it seemingly starts all the way at the top. I didn't actually write it down, but 46 floors in this building and the camera just moves down. And it's like, right away, I'm just like, oh, this movie rules. Like I, from that moment, I knew it ruled because what he was doing was just like, he's establishing how high this elevator is Yeah. in this credit sequence. And he's letting the tension build really slowly with this kind of incredible unbroken shot of just a camera moving down an elevator shaft. Really, yeah. really cool. It was Let's great. Throw that out there. Great. Yeah, no, I agree. It was great. So the bomb goes off. He calls it in. He wants $3 million, the bomber. Um, the, the SWAT team arrives. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Jack Traven, and um, uh, his partner, Harry. That's his name in Dumb and Dumber. Is that also his name here? I think it is. 
Um, uh, cast uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Harry Temple. Um, wow. Is that, wait, is he Harry in Dumb and Dumber as well? I think so. Because that's what I, I thought that's where I was pulling it from also. Um, you can look it up. I'll keep talking. So they, while the rest of the team is like liaising, they're like renegades, right? So they like run and see what they can do. Um, they run to the floor where the elevator's trapped. They realize that like they can't get to it. Um, they decide to go to the, they, they open a panel. They see the state of the elevator. Um, people are panicking inside, run to the roof, hooks up like a, a crane to it. So it catches it. Incredible. Awesome. This is this is an example of how this movie is so much better than Mario. I love that. I'm just going to be comparing this movie to the Mario Brothers movie, like a comparison that has never been made and has no basis, like other than no. the fact that we decided to cover them back to back. But like this movie is like, here is a tense thing that's happening. And you're like, oh my God, that's so tense. And then the movie's like, uh, I'm going to make it more tense. Yeah. At every moment, it's just like, let me introduce more tension. And you know then also constantly setting things up so like the first thing they're like there are no doors for this elevator it's an express elevator right. the only way to get in is through these like little cut cutouts right yeah and then like they make a point of showing you jeff daniels bring a chair over to the little wall cutout because it's not on the ground it's not very easy to get in and out of, and it's kind of small right yeah and then later when they're getting the people out of it it's not even it's not even and you like he set up that they have this little hole yeah. It doesn't seem important, but like he just keeps building the tension. Everything gets more and more built. You know what my wife compared it to? And she hasn't even seen this, but we started watching it. And she's like, this is why. She's like, she she really liked it. She really enjoyed watching the movie. But she's like, I don't generally like movies like this. This is why I never want to watch, want to watch Gravity. She's like, this reminds me. And it is. It's very much like that. From the first mm-hmm. opening minute, it's just disasters nonstop. And it's so captivating. And it's so good. Okay, so, so they save the people from the elevator. Realize... So this is where the UK box kind of comes into play, right? The UK box. Nailed it. Actually very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I there is a lot of luck stuff. There's a lot of reckless stuff. The movie introduces Keanu Reeves' car flying over a bridge. Amazing. It's my first note. Amazing. It's like, oh my God, the UK box was correct. <laughs> no, sorry. It's my second note. My first note is I love the 3D typeface. Yeah. That's also my first note. Um, yeah. So – it, it, I think the wording was still kind of weird, but yes, Keanu Reeves understands criminals or at least the criminal instincts. I, I wouldn't say. Yeah. He, yeah. So he's like, I think he's in the building. He comes to this conclusion. They, they're like, where would he be? And he's like in the service, in the freight elevator. So they go there. Um, he realizes. Oh, before, okay. So this is actually important because this movie is all set up payoff, right? But like earlier, while they are standing on top of the elevator, yeah, that's where uh, Harry says pop quiz hot shot, and he's right. just like they're just standing around, and he's like, "I'm going to give you a random scenario yeah. that has nothing to do with this movie." My wife also pointed out that he asks him that while they're standing on the elevator on top of the elevator. Henry doesn't answer it until they're running on the roof towards the crane. No, no, no. He says shoot the hostages, and then he's like, "We've got to get the hostages out of the equation," and he says, "You're not going to shoot them, are you?" <laughs> yes, that's a great and line. then he answers that question. Once he sees the crane. Yeah, which is so good. Um, uh, funny story. Did you know that Joss Whedon did a lot of writing on this movie? Yeah, I made a note of that. Um, it's, it's sadder now to talk about because... It he, is, but it's sort of obvious once yeah. you know it. Because there's a lot of this sort of thing that he's good at. Apparently he wrote 98.9% of the dialogue. Uh, that's what Graham Yost said. And Graham you Yost can see also, it. Uh, 
says that he he wrote Pop Quiz Hotshot. That was his that was his uh Ah, but so then the important thing here is that they realize that the bomb went off early. And the reason the bomb went off early must be that Dennis Hopper heard them, which right. means he's nearby. Right. So they find so him. This time he hear they they realize he can hear them. Later they realize he can see them. Right. Because he's 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 a clever villain. So he oh so he wants three million dollars. Um, he does, they they thwart his plot. So he hates them. They they get on top of the elevator. He hears them. Machine guns through. So Harry falls in. Keanu Reeves then is avoiding all the spray of the bullets. Um, also falls in. Um, there's like a bit of a standoff in this very tight elevator. It's great. He starts backing away with Harry, uh, and then he like shoot the hostage. And Keanu Reeves is like, "What?" By the way, I nailed his voice. I was so right about the way he talks in this movie. I mean, like, you were mocking me. That is exactly how he talks. Agree to disagree. <laughs> anyway, he shoots the hostage. Um, Dennis Hopper runs through a door, and then the door immediately blows up. Incredible explosion. Yeah. Keanu Reeves gets blown back. Kind of weird how Keanu Reeves gets blown back from a further distance than than Harry no injury to Harry besides getting, being shot. Look, anyway. They only had one harness on the day, okay? So they only got to pull one guy back. But it looked incredible. It looked incredible. And this is clever because I was thinking they about think it. They think he like, died. They think he died. And I think that plays into why they did this, like, publicly televised, like, metal commendation, right? Because if you still think the guy's a threat, I don't think you put the cops. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, the other thing is you thought that the party was a ret- Yeah, I thought it was a retirement party. I thought, like... He had enough bullshit uh, in his life. He got shot. He's like, that's it. It was just a uh, uh, a ceremony like a, for, for being brave. And he didn't retire. He was going to keep being a cop. Um, so then Dennis Hopper is not dead. Spoiler. Um, is watching this. And he's like, oh, great job, guy. Like, you know, He's really good in this movie. A great villain. Mm-hmm. Um, r- makes these guys his target. So this the next day, ostensibly, the next day, right? Um, it's it is the next day. The, yeah, no, it is the next day. Yes, because Harry says he's hung over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes into his, Keanu Reeves goes into his favorite coffee shop. His favorite bus driver comes in and he's like, hey, great job. We have to talk about how everyone in this movie knows their bus driver's name. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's like the cheers. It, it, it cheers in LA is like everyone knows where all the bus drivers know your name. And vice versa. <laughs> so Keanu's getting his coffee. He's like, hey, favorite bus driver. Already Dennis Hopper has pieced together Keanu Reeves' like life patterns somehow. Uh, blows up that bus. The, then calls the payphone. So badass. He calls uh, the payphone. Genuinely shocking when that bus blew up. I oh, had really? no idea that was about to happen. Oh, I remember. I was it. like, "Oh, it's That's funny the that the bus from Speed is also Keanu knows the bus driver." I didn't remember that. That's interesting. And then that bus explodes. Like, oh, so I, I was shocked. I was shocked. And it, it, incredible explosion. Incredible. The, all the uh, explosions looked so good. We'll, we'll get to it when we get there. Anyway, the phone starts ringing. Also incredible. So good because he knows, like he because he understands the criminal mind, right? So he knows that this is the guy. He picks it up, he's like, "Hello," um, and then he's like, "Pop quiz, hot shot." 
Uh, and he's like, you think you could, you could thwart my plan? It's awesome. So then to be laid out the scenario, you know, there's a bomb on a bus that when it goes about 50, you know, it'll, the, it'll arm. If it goes, well, it'll blow up. You know, what would you do? And he's like, I'd want to know where that bus is. And the second he says the address before he even like finishes giving him the instructions, Keanu drops the phone and takes off. It's awesome. So he gets in his car. He flies to this location. He gets to the highway and he starts honking at, at the bus. And he's like telling them to, to, he's like trying to slow them down. No, he gets out of his car, runs to the bus because they're stuck at like a bottleneck. Punches the, the thing. It, it, Shatters the windshield, and then he steals um, that guy's Jaguar. Yeah, so that yeah, so then he it, the bus doesn't stop. I, I skipped a small part where Sandra Bullock like almost misses the bus and gets on the bus. Um, she also knows the bus driver's name, Sam. Also knows the bus driver's name. Well, that's because she had to take the bus every day because her license was suspended, uh, which is a great bit. So anyway, Keanu, we're speeding. Incredible line. Yeah, for speeding. I know we're jumping out of order, but when he says what was you suspended for, and she says speeding, speeding. she's like, I think that's okay. It's so good. Yeah. So then he he uh, gets the guy's Jaguar. Another line that was like so uh, pivotal in my childhood that I would say all the time is when he's driving the guy's car and he goes, whoosh it, whoosh it. That was so good. I, like as soon as he got the car, I'm like, oh, this is the guy who says whoosh it. When he says to the, he's trying to yell to the bus driver that there's a bomb on the bus. And the guy yeah. turns around and he's like, there's a, and then he turns around and he's like, wait, there's a what on the bus? Yeah. And then he goes, are you insured? And the guy's like, yeah, why? And then he knocks the uh, door off. Incredible. Incredible. So uh, I'll segue quickly. There's a quick, uh, there's a, um, it says initially Reeves was nervous about the film's many action sequences, but as the shooting progressed, he became more involved. He wanted to do the stunt in which Traven jumps from a Jaguar onto the bus himself and rehearsed it in secret after DeBont disapproved. On the day of the sequence, Reeves did the jump himself, terrifying DeBont in the process. I remember... As a kid, when this movie came out, reading in like some science magazine for kids about how they set up that stunt. Now, I don't remember what magazine it was, but it was like, it was about how like doing that stunt, like what the actual difficulty would be and like the math involved and like the, right. the science, but like explained for kids. Interesting. Which That's is fun. Fun and also kind of funny because this is a rated R movie. Right. And speaks to the idea like this was a movie that like uh, every kid saw. Right. Um, because it was awesome. Oh, one thing I did actually. The, sorry, this is off topic, but, but the first one I actually wrote down is I did not remember that Dennis Hopper stabbed a guy through the ear. Yeah, the second the movie started. Yeah, the second that happened, I was like, I'm glad I didn't show this to my kids. It's like I when you stabbed it was like, Yoshi. It was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> He's a stabber. So anyway, Canaries gets on the bus immediately. This guy, the, the movie stacks so much tension, so good. Immediately, this guy, which I did call out in the first half, thinks that Keanu was there to arrest him because he's like a petty, a petty criminal, mm-hmm. takes out a gun. Uh, Keanu's like, whatever you did, I, I don't, don't care. care. And then uh, the construction worker I mentioned, what was his name? Uh, he is a great Ortiz, name. And they call Ortiz. him Gigantor. Yes. Um, lunges for the guy. He shoots the driver. So immediately the bus can't slow down. Um, and then, she has to take over the wheel. Sandra Bullock takes over the wheel. And then everyone's freaking out. The bus driver shot. And then Keanu is like, don't slow down. And um, he's like, there's a bomb on the bus. Like, as he's, like, tending to. You got most yeah. of the plot right in the first half. Yeah. Everyone listening to this episode is going to be like, you guys already explained the plot of the movie. Right. Well, fast forward. Uh, yes, I explained most of the plot. Fast forward. Um, the one thing. So there's a couple things that I didn't remember. So number one, that. Um, did I say he kidnapped Sandra Bullock in the first half? 
I forget if I did. You did. You had that right. We didn't really understand how he got into the subway. Right. But now they explain it. But let's not, let's jump ahead. Cause I actually wrote down all the things that I noticed that we got right or wrong. Okay. Um, so first I thought I was between whether it was 50 or 55 miles per hour. I realize now the reason I thought it might be 55 is there's that little red dot on the speedometer at 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, like, I don't know. Oh, you thought that's how you, uh, I thought like, yeah. Anyway. Um, you thought that he saw her tattoo and actually it was on her shirt. Like I said, you were right about that brag, but also I also thought it was university of Kentucky, but it was actually Arizona. Yes. These are really minor details. Yeah. Um, I was wrong about the circumstances of Harry's death. Even though I did correct myself to say that he blew up in the house. I, I thought it was the watch. So the watch was actually yeah. important. Like, the watch was important. And they introduced the watch fairly early on. He, Harry right. mentions you get a gold watch when you retire. They show Dennis Hopper wearing a gold watch before you see the bus bomb. And then there is... Dennis Hopper's. We should say this. Dennis Hopper, the reason that he is this uh, bomber and this extortionist is that he was a bomb squad police officer. He got his finger blown off mm-hmm. and then got like a crappy pension and a gold watch. And it feels like he deserved more than what he got because he risked his life every day as a cop. So that's why he wants this money. So that's the whole thing. So, a, By yeah. the way, a trend of those sort of 90s action movies, and when I say trend, I can think of one other one, but that's also the premise of The Rock, where it's like those soldiers who feel like they don't get enough like right. veterans benefits, basically. Right. And they feel like they were left to rot. And so they're going to do this terrorist action for money because they feel like they deserve it. So they think they're doing something good. Now, The Rock actually leads into it much harder than this movie, which kind of doesn't get into the like whether or not he was actually cheated by the system elements. Right. Uh, but I think it's, so it's he, an interesting thing to note. So he put the watch on the bomb essentially as a trap. Like he wanted them to find out that he was this cop mm-hmm. so that he could blow up Harry. Right. He said like writing my name on a note or whatever would have been too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah. 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 So that's, that, that was the purpose of the watch. Another thing is you thought that, Dennis Hopper blew up the bus when he realized the video was looping. Yeah. Um, he actually didn't realize the bus blew up. Right. Until when they were going to get the money, when he saw all the people, then he saw the jumping on the video and he was like, now I'm a step ahead of them. Uh, they blew up the bus by crashing it into a plane. No one ever asks if there were people on the plane, by the way. I made that note also. Um, Wouldn't that be so funny if all of that effort to get like 20 people off a bus, there was like a plane of 200 people that blew up? But again, it's just another example of this movie plussing everything. So like the bus could have blown up and that would have been cool, but we'd actually already seen a bus blow up. So what if the bus blew up and then a plane blew up because of it? Like just make it more. Do you think that was a real, did they think they really crashed a plane into a bus and blew it up? It looked incredible. I think they did. I think they did. Um, you were right about Dennis Hopper getting decapitated in the subway. And yes. I was threw you off because that is very similar to how Mission Impossible ends. But in Mission Impossible, they plus the decapitation by having John Voight crushed by a helicopter. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's similar. Yeah. I mean, so I yeah. did – the thing I couldn't piece together in the first half because I didn't remember the train. Like, I couldn't remember why they would have been on a train. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, Dennis Hopper – uh, cut. They, they, he tells them they have to drop the cash in a garbage can. So they, Keanu Reeves, they do, and, and they're wife, watching the can. Yeah, right. So Keanu Reeves, like again, playing on this thing of like understanding, like being one step ahead, understanding criminals. He realizes is like they're about to like 
call Dennis Hopper and be like, we we beat you, sucker. And the counter is like, he doesn't know that the bus that we got off the bus. Let's trap him and catch him. So they tell Dennis Hopper the, the money's gonna be in the garbage can that he told him to put it in in 30 minutes. Um so they and then they set up a like a bunch of a, a big sting. He notices the looping. He notices the sting, puts on a police uni- uh, officer's uniform, finds Sandra Bullock, who steps out of the ambulance. Oh, my God. So dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her she has to clear the area because Jack Traven told him that told that he should keep her safe. Takes her down to the subway. Keanu Reeves realized something is wrong. They throw off the uh, top of the uh, garbage can and realize he cut a hole under the garbage can. So it drops all the way down to the subway track. Classic popcorn bucket on a date trick uh, with ransom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Keanu Reeves drops down there, sees a figure walking. He's like, pop quiz, hotshot. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? And then the person slowly turns around. It is Sandra Bullock armed with a uh, explosive vest. Um, and he's like, oh my God. And then uh, Dennis Harper comes out. He's like, you think you're so clever. Uh, takes her down uh, to the subway, uh, starts the train, or sorry, shoots up the train. Everyone flees. He's on the train alone with her. It starts going. Keanu jumps on top of it. Dennis Hopper shoots the top. Uh, Keanu is not dead. So Dennis Hopper, then he's like, tries to bribe them, right? He's like, let's just split the, let's just split the money. Opens the bag. The paint bomb explodes. He gets super pissed, climbs up. He's like, I'm going to come get you, Jay. He goes like insane. He climbs to the top of the train. They're wrestling. Uh, Keanu Reeves pushes his head up and knocks it off and says the incredibly classic line, which was also one of my favorite lines. Where he's like, I forget exactly yeah, the, what Dennis Hopper does. Dennis, Dennis Hopper had said, I will win because I'm smarter than you. Oh, yeah. And then Keanu Reeves pushes his head off. He gets knocked off. He goes, yeah, but I'm taller. Incredible. Incredible. And then the train. Oh, this is so good. I didn't remember this either. The train can't slow. So they, the train brakes are broken. And the track is unfinished. Just, Just like, like the, the highway. The highway was unfinished. Yep. None of it bothered me at all. No, it doesn't right. bother you because he also, when he finds out, he turns to Sandra Bullock and he goes like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, we're going to have to speed the train up and jump the track. It's so good. But that's and also why Jan de Bont thought he could make Speed to cruise control about a cruise that couldn't slow down. Because <laughs> he's like, well, I got away with it in speed that the train also couldn't slow down. <laughs> yeah. Do this again. So good. Uh, then they like crash, the train crashes onto the city street. They start making out and people start cheering and applauding. I mean, they, they weren't just watching the movie. Why would they be cheering and applauding? Uh, if I saw Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock making out on the street, I would also be like hooting and hollering and woo <laughs> yeah um it was incredible the only and i won't knock it like i will not deduct points but to go back to the the bus having to jump the 50 foot gap in the highway number one make it like seven feet when they show the gap my note is just like no that, no. that bus isn't making that jump it, and keanu reeves says it's an on-ramp. There'll be an incline. When they show it, there's no incline. Like, of all the work they put into this movie, like, make it a noticeable incline and make it a smaller jump. It still would have been incredible. I think it's totally fine that they did it the and way also, they did the it. bus is just, like, going straight, and then when it yep. hits the jump, it goes up. Like, yep. But it doesn't yeah. matter. 
It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So that's the point. It doesn't matter. This movie is incredible because it is like, it so is what's like your final rating. So my final rating is a 10 because I think it is like, what, yeah. What is your final rating? I'm a nine, but only because I'm stingier. Right. You are stingier. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the day that you, you give a movie a 10. I called it a 10 and I'm going to give it a 10 because this is like the platonic ideal of an, an action thriller. It strips away all pretense. It stacks up ridiculous scenario for ridiculous scenario, but in a way where the tension is actually palpable and the lines are quippy and fun. And it's just like, it's like this movie is called speed. It should be called crack because it is like pure uncut. Isn't that that movie with Jason Statham? (laughs) Oh, that's crank. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think, the reason I'm giving it a nine, because I have to give a more real answer, is actually some of the Whedonisms great. Yeah. So Sandra Bullock, immediate fucking movie star performance. Like so every one of those lines that could be a quippy, annoying line, she completely nails. Right. My favorite line of hers, and then again, a line that I, I, as the scene was unfolding, I said the line out loud to my wife before she said it, is when that guy is annoying her, the tourist guy. She takes her gum out of her yeah, mouth. She's gum goes, on my seat. You're gum on my seat. Gum. And she says it like that and gets up and walks away. Uh, no, but like incredible. when she's driving the bus and it's like this crazy scenario and then Ortiz gets a little bit too close and then she goes like, get behind the yellow line. Yeah. Like that is an impossible line. That would yeah. never happen. No one would ever say that in that scenario. And Sandra yeah. Bullock says, and you're just like, that's funny. And I totally buy that this person said it. Yeah. It's, Keanu, as much as I love Keanu, struggles a little bit more, I think, with the Whedonisms sometimes. Um, and I think in general, the Whedonisms are the part that don't age as well. Like, I don't love that that movie ends with her saying, him saying, him repeating back to her the thing that she said with that relationship's built on. And then she says, oh, we'll base it on sex then. I don't love yeah. that as the last line of this movie. Yeah, it is totally random. Uh and so th- that's why I'm giving it a nine, not a 10. But everything you said is true. Like the thing that to me, there's two things that really make this movie work in a way that you just don't have anymore. And I was thinking about this today. Like this is in today. There are, there are three types of movies. There are children's movies. There are action movies that are for any age group. And there are adult movies, which are dramas. Yeah. There are no adult action movies. Yes. Agreed. This is an adult action movie. Yeah. Like there's actual, there's like murder, there's cursing, there's sexual tension and like palpable sexual energy. Like none of this stuff could be in a Marvel movie. Not just because she says, we'll base it on the sex, but like, I know I brought this up in the first half, but it is crazy to me that your mom did not turn this movie off when Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock slide out of the bottom of the bus because like, who Nelly? Like that is so sexual. Like there's just there's something about it where you're just like, wow. Like yeah. I buy that those two people would go on a cruise together. <laughs> so this movie is an, is an act. It is an achievement. And like again, what I think is really clever about the movie is like it doesn't try to bog the movie down with any kind of like huge backstory or like taking a beat for like Keanu Reeves to do more than like be this, like won't stop. He's a very good cop who won't stop. Won't stop. And so like the movie opens with the the elevator gets blown up within 30 seconds of the actual movie starting past those opening credits. 
and it ends with a speeding train exploding out of the ground. And n- at no point in the movie does it really ever slow down. Like th- no, the, the next day is the, is the bus bombing after the elevator bombing. Like it just, it moves. And in every scenario, like something happens. Like again, like the tension keeps acting. So the bus driver gets shot. Right. And then that woman tries to get off when they take the bus driver off and Dennis Hopper blows that part of the bus up and she gets pulled under the wheels, which is, I did call out in the first half, but I thought it was when they were transporting. Yeah, every the step forward is a step back. Like yeah. they, they're like, Oh, we got onto this empty highway. That's awesome. Oh, the empty highway is not finished. Oh, they made the jump. Ah, uh, but they broke one of the tires when they did the jump. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, he got under the, like, Oh, they found the house. No, that's not actually the house. Like everything is step back, step forward, step forward, step back. Like everything works to the point where I was like, when they uh, went into the airport and they punctured the tires on that uh, on those spikes coming out of the ground, I was like, mm-hmm. "This is." I'm like, "This never presents as a as, a, as an issue, except it, it does. does." Because yeah. when he's under the bus, that piece of tire breaks off and throws him off. The other thing this movie does really well that movies either often don't care to do or do really poorly is it makes everyone on the bus feel like a real person in a way that you care about without making them Wendy from Hook. Like she's the best person in the world, re orphans. Like this guy, like is kind of an asshole, but also he's like a real person. You don't want him to die, and like he feels scared. Like it's invested in these being real people, and the stakes are these real people will die. Right. The stakes are not like this is a bus. To compare it to Unstoppable, a movie I really like, but the premise of that movie is like this bus that this train can't stop. Right. And it's like a nuclear missile, like, because it's a nuclear, it's got some nuclear power on it or whatever. I don't remember everything. We could do a partial recall and unstoppable. But there's like a bunch of school children on the train. Right. Or like in the path of the train. And it's like, you don't need that to heighten the stakes. Like they would have, a lesser version of this movie would have made everyone on this bus somehow amazing. And a worse version of this movie would have not been interested in the people on the bus at all. And I think it's more interesting that this movie is like, no, these are real people on the bus. Yeah. No, the tension of the passengers is really good. My favorite line is the the grunge guy who has like the flannel shirt and like the longish hair. When they get into an argument about like who gets off, like uh, he gets an argument with Ortiz and he screams, you want to step outside? And that's so funny. It's so so funny. During that sequence, I wrote down a specific line and I made a a note. Um, There is a line where the guy says like, He's like, I have a wife. And then another guy stands up and is like, oh, because you have a wife, I'm expendable. Yeah. And then Keanu shuts the whole thing down by just being like, uh, hey, right? And I'm just like, I'm like, this is basically like a Twitter reply thread where like someone says something nice. Like my wife and I went to the thing and someone's like, oh, you have a wife? Like, congratulations on being rich. And then like, they just like keep extrapolating the worst possible thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like real life Twitter. And what we need is Keanu Reeves to just go, hey. Shut it down. That's very funny. Uh, that's a good call out. I like when when they go to the airport. He's like, yeah. we're at the airport. And he's like, I already see the airport. <laughs> Such a good tourist there, character. Like, there, are, there are, you know, in not to defend Joss Whedon because you knocked his Whedonisms because he's a real piece of shit. There's something um, good. There are some really good lines in this movie. Some really, really, really when the, good When lines. they push, when, the, when they're making fun of that guy in the very first scene on the elevator, when he like pushes the button and yeah, like, great job pushing the button. And then it like the elevator drops. He's like, what button did you push? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, there were some really, really good lines when they send him under the bus. So cool. 
He's like, hold it steady, Annie. And she's like, oh, thanks. Like, I will, like, when he was coming under. But again, they're like, they're like, oh, he's never coming back. And then, like, suddenly he's, like, standing in front of the bus um, and lets himself down onto that thing. And they're like, this guy is nuts. Like, his commitment to saving the day is incredible. It's so good. It yeah, worked I mean, so well in this movie. And at the time, people were like, Keanu Reeves can't be an action star. I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> From top to bottom, it is really a really good movie. Um, yeah. Great. Great, great, great movie. Um, the, oh, the music. Incredible. Right. The, right. I was... Now that you heard the theme, it's not that far off from the Pirates of the Caribbean, but like that's why I kept thinking of that. But yeah, that I just that that music is so good, uh, and the score in general is really good. Um, a couple of interesting things um, that I read about the conception of this movie, which I found really interesting. So Graham Yost, who I said wrote it, who wrote Justified, uh, so all a great writer. Um, it says uh, screenwriter Graham Yost was told by his father, Canadian television host. Elwi Yost about a 1985 film called Runaway Train starring John Voight about a train that speeds out of control. The film was based on a 1963 concept by a Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa. Elwi mistakenly believed that the train situation was due to a bomb on board. Such a theme had in fact been used in the 1975 Japanese film The Bullet Train. So there's a movie called The Bullet Train which is not the new one. Um, Obviously uh, it's from 1975. About, and I, I read about the movie about a train that can't go below 80 miles an hour or it'll blow up. So very similar concept. So that was interesting that like, that was the basis of this. Uh, another thing I really enjoyed learning about this movie is that Fox agreed to greenlight the project on the condition that there were action sequences other than the bus. That's when DeBont suggested an elevator in an office building because he got trapped in an elevator while he was working on Die Hard. So he's like, let me do that. Um, so Yost used the opening elevator scene to establish Traven as being clever enough to overcome the mm-hmm. villain. He compared it to Perseus tricking Medusa, which I think is a little uh, highfalutin. Yep. But then Yost decided to conclude the film on a subway train to have a final plot twist not involving the action on the bus. Fox then immediately approved the project. So basically, they went to Fox. They're like, all right, here's the, the pitch. It's about a bus that has a bomb and it can't slow down. And Fox is like, we like it, but it can't just be a bus. They're like, okay. There's also an elevator that explodes and a train that canceled down. Fox is like, yes. What other vehicles do you think are in cruise control? I would I would guess a hell. I'm surprised actually the helicopter was- Oh no. The helicopter rotors can't slow down. We're gonna go all the way to space. Uh that would be that would have been really funny. Uh one last note, which I uh, enjoyed. So after the for recording the first half of the episode where we, in the first half, we talked about the posters. You texted me a picture of a, a foreign language uh, poster. Yes. Where the movie is called like maximum velocidad. Yes, exactly. And I was like, if anything, the movie should have called been called minimum speed. Okay. <laughs> Yost, this is from Wikipedia. Yost had initially named the film minimum speed reflecting on the plot element of the bus, unable to drop below a speed. He realized that using he realized that using minimum would immediately apply a negative connotation to the title and simply renamed it to speed. Minimum speed would have been the most boring sounding movie ever. Yeah, but that was a joke I made, and that was exactly the initial name of the movie. Yeah, so the, the title of the movie was Velocidad Maxima. Yes. 
So I read that and I was like, that's the wrong concept. The movie should be called Velocidad Minima. Uh, And that is what Grandiose initially uh, called the movie. So I think that is very funny. Would have been a terrible title uh, for the movie. It would not have been a hit if it was called Minimum Speed. Correct. Uh, Would definitely not have been. Um, So yeah, one other thing um, on Speed 2 Cruise Control, I was correct. That was at the time the most expensive stunt ever filmed when they crashed the boat. The reason it was so expensive, they had to build an entire town to destroy. Wow. It was a replica of the town that they were shooting around. Then that fake town was destroyed by a hurricane. And so they had to rebuild that town, but also build it better. An actual hurricane in real life destroyed the set. And so they had to rebuild it, but they had to build it like hurricane proof. So it cost $25 million for a five minute sequence of that film. Oh my God. Uh, Speed to cruise control. Crazy. But you could see why Jan de Bont earned the cachet to be able to do that. Yep. Um, if you were making speed three, what vehicle would not be able to slow down? Ooh, Elon Musk's hyperloop. And he would be in it, and the movie would just be like, great. <laughs> you know, shoot, I shouldn't have made that joke, because now we can't tweet about this episode, because then we'll get banned from Twitter for making fun of him. No, you only get banned if you uh, give up his exact location. Uh, the Hyperloop could be anywhere. So, Oh, good point. Uh, what about you? What would you, uh, what would you put it in? I don't know if I can beat that. Maybe I would try to f- invert it, and I would actually go to minimum velocity. It's just about a car that can't start. <laughs> a car that can't go above one mile an hour. But it has no, to be it's it's a it's a shopping cart in a grocery store, and you're behind uh, a lady who can't pick which cereal she wants, and so she's going so slow but blocking the entire aisle. That's what Speed Three would be about: the tension yeah. of that feeling when you're just behind well, the slowest person in the grocery store. Or it's uh, it's set in guys' grocery games where you have to race around. I don't know if you know guys' grocery games. You seem like you don't. Nope. This joke is not landing for you, but hopefully someone else will get it. Uh, guys' grocery games is a uh, cooking competition where you have to run around a supermarket uh, and grab ingredients in like three minutes to make a dish for Guy Fieri. Uh, so the, it's the Guy you... Fieri version of Supermarket Sweep. I guess. Question. I know that you said you're a beanie guy now, which is why you're wearing a beanie. For the listener, you should wearing a beanie. But are you actually wearing a beanie because you tried some Guy Fieri style frosted tips and they're not working? <laughs> I didn't want to uh, uh, call this out in public. I thought maybe I would, would look less yeah, bald. Frosted wisps. Yeah, exactly. I thought like that would really bring it all together. Um, no, I just, uh, I just, you know, yesterday after, be- after being home for two weeks with my kids, I started going a little crazy and uh, I went out to pick up one of my kids from the bus stop and I was wearing a beanie and I came in and I just, uh, I kept it on my head and my daughter came home and she's like, why are you, why are you wearing a beanie? <laughs> and I said, and I quote, I'm a beanie guy now. Uh, <laughs> and I've, I've stuck to it. Um, I've worn this beanie now for two days straight. Uh, I'm a beanie guy now. That's me. Okay. I have no comment. Um, uh, so that's speed. Any other odds and ends you want to uh, address? No, I think we covered all of my notes. Um, ba, ba, ba. Oh, one other thing that was interesting that I read, it was unrelated to it, but um, uh, 
um, River Phoenix died uh, in during pre-production of this, and him and Keanu Reeves were really good friends, uh, and Keanu Reeves did not take it well, and they had to um, pause uh, the production of the movie for like the Jan DeBont wanted to give Keanu Reeves some time to like process what happened. So they pushed the, um, uh, the start of filming for it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, I, there's one other note, which is the back of the bus has an ad on it. Oh, right. Because of course it, it has to, yeah. right. Cause like it's a bus, but that can't be a real ad. Right. What you remember the what ad? the ad says? It's no. an ad for Santa Monica Bank, and it says, "Money isn't everything, comma, yeah, right." Ooh, let's look. Kind of funny. It's a thing you see all the time, right? Like you're seeing it the whole movie that there's this there's this slogan on the back: "Money isn't everything, yeah, right." Yeah, I would assume actually it's probably a commentary on the uh, extortionist. Well, no, because there's also. There's commentary on the movie in general because the extortionate, there's very little social commentary in this movie, right? We talked about how The Rock has a little bit more of that than this movie. This movie has some, and he also says, Jack calls him crazy, and he says, poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric. Oh, yeah. That was a good line. Which is like another little bit, and I wonder if the grandiose version of this movie had more social commentary before all of the dialogue was changed. Right. Could be. Right. More... Perseus Medusa, Perseus, right. whatever. Uh, whatever. Uh, okay, so before I tell us the next movie we're watching, because it's my turn to nominate. Yeah, um, I want you to tell me where this fits in the pantheon of um, Keanu Reeves action movies. Okay. Okay. So there's the Matrix movies, of which there are four. There's the John Wick movies, which there are three. There is Point Break. Um, am I forgetting one? I'm going through the list. There's Constantine. Um, there's one. Oh, Johnny Mnemonic stuff like that. Mm. But thinking about the the sort of canonical Keanu Reeves movies, it's Speed, The Matrix, John Wick, Point Break. Yeah, I mean, hearing you say that really makes me wish that there was like a Speed trilogy to match the Matrix trilogy. Like, I would wa- watch Jack Traven you know, being called in to like save the day in two other movies to the point where like, if they got Keanu to like do the matrix, like 20 years later, they should try to get another speed going. I, let me think about it. Do you have a, a, a problem? I don't, I don't have one off the dome. I would have to think too, but for me, it's the matrix. I mean, the matrix is number one because that's like one of the best movies ever. And if I'm the just original. doing franchises, if I don't have to rank individuals, like, right. Is that it's like how many Matrix movies are at the top of my list? Right. The Matrix franchise, I think, is number one for me. I probably give John Wick the slight edge over Speed. Interesting. And then I put Speed and Point Break pretty even. I would put Meaning like I think that genuinely Keanu Reeves might have three franchises, Point Break, if it's a franchise, whatever, that are better than this movie, and this movie rules. Keanu Reeves is incredible. Uh, he's really good. I would give this the edge over John Wick. Have you seen all the Wicks? I've not. Uh, I've only seen the first one. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching them. Um, where I said before that like this was like the crack to like a lot of other action movies, cocaine. John Wick is like whatever is like wor- <laughs> worse. Than- like it's even more boiled down 
Um, the Sackler family has to apologize for the John Wick movies is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Um, and I feel like some, like, I feel like this strikes a better balance. Like this is both thrilling and has a story where John Wick is literally just like, how many people can he kill over the course of like 90 minutes or whatever? Fair. Uh, I, I'd say the action of this to me is probably better than the action of Point Break, but I love the sort of social commentary of Point Break and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Uh, and the action of that movie is also really good. Um, this might even have better action than the John Wick movies, but I love the world building of the Wick movies. Uh, and then just nothing touches the Matrix. I mean, the Matrix is the best action and the best world building. Yeah. And it's just the best movie. Yeah, a great movie. And Keanu Reeves, he's great. Uh, a real treasure. I know that's not like a hot take. Um, we're not the You're first. You're telling me you that. like Keanu Reeves? He's just so. Ah, he's so good, except for uh, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, anyway, uh, Daniel, which element from this movie are you gonna uh, extract for our next choice? Okay, so I'm jumping from movies with buses in them. No, just kidding. Um, I am going to follow the career of Sandra Bullock in Ooh. reverse and nominate Demolition Man nice. from 1993. Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, and her first major role. And Sandra Bullock in her first major role, in which I remember her also being very good, but we'll get to that next week. <laughs> <laughs>